Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time it is, you inky savages. Joining us for episode number 144 of the Penboy Roy Pentertainment Podcast. This week we have some pens I want to show you, and I really am excited about some of these pens. I've been posting about them a lot. I do also want to share some news that's going on in the pen world with regard to what's happening in New York City, at least, in the pen world. It's going to be some cool, interesting news. And, yeah, that's pretty much going to be the topic of discussion for as long as we can stay on the topic of discussion, which is probably going to be about 30 to 45 seconds. Seconds, right. Yeah. But before I get into that, I want to thank everybody for taking advantage of coupon code OINK over at my affiliate link in the description below for Gold Spot Pens. Please check out Gold Spot Pens using the affiliate link below and make sure to use coupon code Oink, spelled O-I-N-K, as in the noise that a pig makes. Make sure you check them out and do all your pen purchases there because it helps everybody out and it makes everybody happy. You're happy because you're buying pens. Goldspot is happy because they're selling pens. And I'm happy because every time you use the affiliate link, it helps out all things pentertainment related. So and I'm happy too. Love. That should yeah. matter something, right? Right, right, whatever. Moving on. Thank you, guys. Love you guys for doing that. Now, this week I want to talk about also the newest member of the Joya family. Everyone meet the Alba Partenope, meaning sunrise in Italian. The resin of this pen brings you straight to the Bay of Naples, Italy during the first minutes of the sun rising. Look at that. Ooh. A special edition. Each piece is individually numbered, but it's here to stay. I'm not I'm not even in frame. Here we go. Look at that. Each piece is individually numbered on the back of the cap right here where there would be a band. There is no band. And just like the others in the Partenope collection, it comes with a color-matched rollerball section insert. That, my friends, is a bold-faced lie because it does not come with a matched rollerball section insert. It comes with a matched ballpoint section. Oh, that Ooh. read is a complete and total lie. I'm calling them out. <laughs> Luxury Brands of America, Bryce, for shame. It is not a rollerball. It is a ballpoint insert section. And I was actually saying to him earlier on text messages, this part Nope, the Alba, is yeah. gorgeous. A different type of gorgeous than one of our favorite actresses, Jessica Alba, but gorgeous nonetheless. And yes, mm -hmm. it does come with a ballpoint section insert, not rollerball. You almost Ooh. made me misinform people, Bryce. Bryce. But... I was actually talking to him, how cool would it be if the option of including the ballpoint section was given to you, and if you don't want it, it would be lesser of a cost? I think that would be really cool. So, Or you could swap it for something else, like an ink roller section, like the Bennu pen that you like. Right, that would, be, that would be also very cool if it was like a, a fountain ball pen type thing going on. But it's not, yeah. I think that's like proprietary in a way to Banu as well as like the Monteverdi ink balls and stuff like that. But you never know. We could always hope. So last but not least, be sure to check out my good friend Neil's website for the greatest and best coffee ever created in the history of anything ever created ever. It is brlcoffeeco.com. 
And make sure you use coupon code ROY at checkout for an additional savings on all products on the BRLCoffeeCo.com website. They have some of the best tasting, smoothest, and best coffee beans on the planet Earth with different levels of caffeine content depending on the type of roast that you get. And the best thing about it is it doesn't give you the crackhead jitters, which is always important. So, as I said, I do want to thank you guys again for joining us for episode number 144 of the Penboy Roy Pentertainment Podcast. But before we get started, I want to give you guys a quick disclaimer. This podcast is not scripted and therefore will contain potty mouth words, both from Tom and I, mostly from me. So, be forewarned, you have been warned. Now, on to the podcast. The Penboy Roy Entertainment Podcast. Stage Savage. Okay, so suppose in the pen world. Breaking news in the pen breaking world. News. <laughs> breaking news in the pen world today. Well, not today. Coming up. So today is Monday, November 28th, 2022. And as of the recording of this, the information that I have streaming in to me is that our good friend, Dante Del Vecchio will be making an appearance on November 30th at the Paniter store located in Rockefeller Center. The event is going to last from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., which is really cool. At the same time, probably like the worst timing for a pen event because on this day at about that same time, they're going to be doing the tree lighting ceremony at Rockefeller Center. Oh, wow. And yeah, and once the streets and avenues get filled up with people, they're going to cut off access. So if you're not there early enough, there is a large possibility that the access will be restricted and you can't gain access to the Paniter store. Well, at the same time, though, the increase in crowds over that way would actually probably bring a lot more foot traffic in, right? Sure, but I think it would bring window shoppers at most. Right. But and, not enthusiasts of the Del Vecchio. <coughs> yeah, I don't. Thank you. Excuse me. I don't. I don't think that people who are coming to see the tree lighting are going to get distracted enough and distracted enough by the Paniter store to be like, "Oh, let's go look, look at the tree lighting. We're really excited about this." And then, oh, wait a minute, what's that? That's a storefront that has a whole bunch of pens. That's pretty cool. Let's go inside here instead. I don't think that's going to happen. I think what's going to happen is there's going to be a conflict of. First of all, thousands of people that's going to show up for the Christmas tree lighting event. And the people that want to go to the Paniter event will more likely be detracted from the store event to go see the Christmas tree lighting than the other way around. So when, so Dante obviously texted me and he's like, hey, you should come down. And I'm thinking there's zero part of me that enjoys being stuffed into a crowd like sardines. Hmm. So I'm probably not going but if anybody is resistant to that kind of or doesn't have an apprehension to huge tight crowds then maybe you should go and then while you're at it catch the tree lighting or if you're gonna you go catch crowd, the... you could crowd surf your way in just lay on top of the crowds and just let them right. carry you to the paniter store after watching the tree lighting right or if you're going for the tree lighting maybe swing around to the paniter store which I visited a couple of days ago. It's actually really nice inside. Very... We did talk about this last week's episode, right? Yes, yes. We did, and we were talking about it. And I didn't know that it was there until yeah. you told me about it. So I actually went to look for it the so other this day. This seems rather it. like coincidental and fortuitous that this all comes about at the same time. That's just yes, yeah. 
Yeah, so I think it's pretty awesome. I hope that you do have a chance to check out the Paniter store for the Paniter Pen event. Dante is going to be there, like I said, from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Now, let's say, for example, you miss that chance because the crowd of the tree lighting is too much or you just don't feel like dealing with it. You could also always check out the Fountain Pen event that the Fountain Pen Hospital is hosting on the 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. So that's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Dante will also be there. Oh, wow. He's making yeah. his rounds. Yeah, he's making his rounds. So he's leaving tomorrow night for New York from Florence. I just I spoke to him today earlier on the telephone, and he's looking forward to those things also. So this is a guy, I'm telling you, not only in his later later stages in life, does some crazy badass shit like ride motorcycles as fast as he can in circles but he's active he's moving around he's he likes to stay busy so i talked to him earlier yeah i talked to him earlier today about i'm excited next year in the end of may we're going to go to italy on vacation my wife oh you are yeah yeah we're gonna oh sweet yeah so I'm looking forward to that because he's going to take a few days off of work and hang out with us for a few days, show us the ropes of Italy. He wants us to visit Venice. So what we have planned so far is Florence and Rome, and he thinks Venice is better. So we might have to modify our, our plans because who better advice to take advice from when it comes to visiting Italy than King Italian himself, Mr. Dante Del Vecchio. We also have to try to get a visit to the Ponte Vecchio Bridge. I'm going to bring my Visconti pen and be like, look, it's the same thing on the clip and the bridge. Though they don't look anything alike, but mm-hmm. whatever. But it's like the inspiration, here it is. The yeah. piece of art that goes with it. Right. So do you know the significance of the Ponte Vecchio Bridge? Of course you do, but everybody might not. The Ponte Vecchio Bridge is okay. a really old bridge in Italy. Do you know yes. it? Do you know? Okay, it's, go ahead. You, yeah, it, it, it literally translates into, uh, it's because uh, Vecchio is old in Italian. Is, really? What does Ponte yeah. mean? Oh, it, uh, river. River old? Yeah, old river. Well, the reason why their, their bridge, the Ponte Vecchio Bridge, is right. significant also is because the Ponte Vecchio Bridge was built a long time ago and has survived every single war. It's oh, my bad. Of, no, it's old bridge. Old That's, bridge. It's, it's, I, I was mistaken yeah old bridge well so this old bridge survived every war and that's cool right shit that survives shit is good yeah it's uh and i mean that's what italy has a lot of is a lot of history yeah they have they have stuff from the renaissance that's why you got to check out things like venice or in in rome with the vatican and and uh sistine chapel is that some of the art the sculpture, the architecture that's there is super old, and it's just gorgeous uh, stuff that they have to look at there. Yeah. You know, when I was, I think, 18 or 19, I was working at a video store called West Coast Video in the Bay Terrace Shopping Center. They closed down since then. But I remember this this woman was visiting from Italy, and she was so gorgeous that as I was, like, putting videos away... I couldn't not look at her and I walked into a wall and she caught the whole fucking thing and I felt really stupid, right? Like it was Mm -hmm. like I'm holding a stack of videos in front of me 
And as I'm looking at her, I actually walk into the wall. The stack of videos hit me in the face. At the time, they were VHS tapes. You remember those, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then I drop them all. And I was like, I felt so stupid. But at the same time, she was so gorgeous. Totally worth it. I just remember You know what that. the difference between now and then is? What's that? The first of all, first difference is that there's no such thing as VHS tapes and you would be carrying just data in your hands with the right. streaming and stuff. <laughs> right. The second of all is that you do something like that, chances are somebody had a video queued up for it that will now be on TikTok or YouTube and will be sharing your smashing into the wall and falling on your ass, you know? Yeah, I didn't fall. I, I dropped a whole bunch of tapes and I don't know if you remember how the video industry was back then. They'd be in these clamshell plastic hard boxes oh yeah and then they make a lot of clattering noise when they drop so oh for sure right so it was pretty embarrassing that one she caught me looking two mm -hmm. watched me walk into a wall three watched me smack myself in the face with videotapes four dropped all the tapes five people because of the noise realized what was happening the only saving grace was at the time smartphones didn't exist and video cameras didn't exist on smartphones so nobody got it on tape. But let's say that happened now. Pan over to the Italian lady that was visiting from Italy and everybody will make will, they'll be like, "Oh, makes sense. You know, he was looking at her and walked into a wall." It is it's just a matter it's a fact of life that's going to happen. But yeah, so when you said there's a lot of gorgeous views it made me suddenly remember that when I was a kid. <laughs> So, yeah, I, she was so like, how long are you going for? It's going to be about 10 or 11 days. Nice. Yeah. You got to yeah. do at least a, a week, almost two weeks is, yeah. is a good amount of time because you got to, especially if you're going to multiple places, it, it, it seems like a relatively small country, but distance between Rome and Venice, it, it's, it's significant. You're going to be spending a lot of time traveling. So, yeah, that's what we're looking forward to spending a week longer in in Italy makes me makes me laugh because I was just going through my Instagram feeds and stuff and one of the little reels I put up is a video of you talking about the Queen Elizabeth Parker fountain pen before she passed and okay. you were like if you're a American fan of the Queen <laughs> it might just be cheaper to spend a week in London than it would be to buy this limited edition fountain pen Mm -hmm. And I was showing that to my friend at work, and I'm like, this guy's only job is to sell the pens. And this is the exact opposite of trying to sell the pens. <laughs> He's literally saying it's cheaper to go visit London for a week than it is to buy this pen. Which makes me wonder, those Parker pens that were really expensive, dedicated to the Queen, do you have any left? Have you sold them all? Have I think most of them sold out already. Wow, really? Yeah. And that's the thing is uh, someone actually had called earlier today, and Asha was telling me, it's like, they said, oh, you're such a great sales salesman because they had seen a video recently of, I think, what was it? Um, the one where I write the thank you notes yeah. with using the Estherbrook uh, J.R. Beletza. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, I love that pen. You know, so tell Tom that he's such a great salesperson. I'm like, it's because I don't actually try to sell you on anything. That's right. the thing is that, right. is that I just share what it is. And, and if something to me just doesn't seem right and I'm just like, you know what? reasonably speaking i can't even just say oh this i should be buying this limited edition queen elizabeth thing if i'm a big fan because i think i if i was a big fan i would get a lot more out of it if i just spent the money visited london right. 
and actually participated in the event. So right, right. But I'm just gonna be honest. I'm just yeah. gonna be honest. That's all. Well, that's that's a good thing too because you know being that you're honest about stuff makes it easier for people to want to buy buy things buy things from from you. So yeah. And I I honestly think that it's I think it's great that you're honest about it. Well, I wouldn't get into anything. I wouldn't want to make anybody get into something that I would not myself get into. Yeah. But which is a double-edged sword in that sense because there's a lot of times or a few times where I know that you would not be into something so you don't sell it at gold spot because you don't like it, ignoring the fact that other people may. And because you don't like it, you're depriving other people of the opportunity of buying it from gold spot. And they could be fans of Goldspot and want to buy it from Goldspot, and you're depriving of that opportunity. Case in point. <laughs> I knew you were going to segue into that. The Joya Alba Partenope. Mm -hmm. Gorgeous pen. I've been using this all week. I love it. I love you it You said so it was much. the color of dawn in Naples? No, I didn't say that. I just read that shit that he wrote, that Bryce wrote on the thing. On the the sponsorship. Now is that room. is that a dawn after a night of drinking, perhaps, or How staying up all all night long on a bender? That's I don't of thing. I don't know. But here's the crazy thing: in the read, he includes two pictures, one picture picture that was professionally taken, and then another picture that was taken by yours truly at the Audemars Piguet store over the mm -hmm. weekend, because I'm shopping for a Royal Oak. Because my name is next on the list, and I don't um, even know what you're talking about. What, it's is, a watch. Is that a watch? That's yeah, a okay. yeah. And just if you look at the two pictures, the one I took looks amazing, and the one that was professionally ta taken doesn't look nearly as amazing as the. Well, one they I also took. have a lot of variation in the material, right? Because it is acrylic, and it's a yes. multi-colored acrylic. So maybe it wasn't a particularly good piece. Which, I'll, no, it was. I could tell that the piece that they had is a good piece. It's just that I am just way better at taking photographs than whoever, okay. it is, whoever it is these guys are hiring because, I don't know, mine just looks better. But, I'll allow it. Yeah. I mean, listen, their picture is good. It's just next to mine. It just doesn't look nearly as good, right? I don't, yeah. Well, it's, it's subjective. Let's just say, maybe we'll just say, like, we'll leave it up to everybody else. So maybe put put a post on Instagram and then have people vote on it. Say which is yeah. which picture is better. Well, you know, we don't need to do that because because you know, you know it's <laughs> you yeah, don't want I to confirm it one. Yeah, you're, you're, I don't. I don't want to beat a dead horse. You know, you're what I mean? afraid of dis disillusioning yourself with your photography skills. No, but it's just such a gorgeous pen. It has like these earthy browns blues oranges slights blacks grays it's just really a gorgeous gorgeous pen like the other the other partenope i have is the fiamma the fire and yeah. it's cool but nowhere near as gorgeous as this one and this one here runs at 208 dollars it's it's a it's a decent price for an acrylic pen made in italy with italian acrylic I wish they would just drop the price by 20 bucks and then get rid of that stupid ballpoint section. I don't see the So it makes it a ballpoint because isn't it it's, it's still a capped pen so it just comes with a ballpoint cartridge you're saying, a, right? A, bar, a ballpoint a ballpoint what you call it? A ballpoint section that you unscrew this back piece okay and then the Parker refill goes in that and then you screw ah. the back piece into the section. And then you I screw see. the whole section into the the barrel. 
but, but it's it's depends, just, it, the pen's not retractable though it still has no a cap. it's still a cap pen so okay I, I just wish they dropped the price by 20 bucks and said if you don't just want don't the, include it yeah don't include it make it right. 20 bucks cheaper right because 208 bucks if you make it 20 bucks cheaper you're under 200 dollars and that's i think an excellent price for this pen but i think what their point is they want to make it unique and i don't really know of anybody else who would actually include a rollerball or ballpoint section with the fountain pen to be able to change it at will especially right. if it's a if it's the same matching acrylic mm -hmm. i've seen it before where companies will include like a plain black resin mm -hmm. that doesn't match but it's just black so everything matches with it so mm -hmm. they'll put a black resin to swap out the section but having a matching color one that goes along with the acrylic of the pen that's pretty unique yes yeah, so it does match the section that comes with the ballpoint it does match but I don't give a shit. I'm not using it. So so it's a useless, you know, yeah. at least to you, it's it's a useless uh, little feature. Yes, but I, I am also saying just because I don't like it doesn't mean other people will. That's why I think there right. should be the option as opposed to yes. just saying I don't like it so no one gets to have it. Like All right, somebody. so let's just be fair, though, because I'm not the complete controller and the arbiter of taste of everything that comes on to goldspot.com. Like, there are other people that have a say in this whole entire thing. It just happens nope. to be that nope. if not it's, true. It, not true. I, I have a pretty decent say on what things go on and what, what don't go on, but you know, it's also, I mean, it's not up to me. You can't just, you know, nope, pin you're that lying. on it's, me. It's totally all you. But then don't again, if, some, if people emailed us at pentertainmentpodcast at gmail.com or email me directly, then, you know, they said, I need you to carry the entire Joya line, including this part to note pen, then, you know, I, I would be, I would, let's say, run that to the owners and say, hey, you know, we should, we could take a look at this and. Dude, and, you should uh, have just told me. I'll email you right now. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think that, I think that they should just drop the price by 20 bucks and lose the section. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I think it'll, there's something psychological about. Something costing two hundred eight dollars versus something costing two hundred one hundred ninety five dollars. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. The fact mm -hmm. that it didn't hit two hundred, I think people just psychologically will be more okay to buy it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's I like it's it's such a solid pen. I mean, it's Italian acrylic. It's well made has a Yovo nib. Yeah, it's cartridge converter. And I understand your point where you're saying, oh, they want to be unique and include something no one else does. But the design in itself, although yes, it's vintage in in style and stuff like that, I think it's unique enough in itself, especially with the lost wax molded clip and everything like that. It has a lot of a lot of gorgeous swirls and there's there's enough uniqueness about it without trying to mm -hmm. add a ballpoint tip to it to make it unique you know what i'm saying so it's like to me and to a lot of people ballpoint pens are shit right so it's like taking a five-star restaurant steak and trying to make it unique by adding hamburger buns on it right the ballpoint pens being the hamburger buns like let's like oh yeah looks just everybody has a steak but ours is unique because we're including hamburger buns well who the fuck cares right <laughs> now that's me. Somebody else might want hamburger buns with their five-star Wagyu steak. Fine. Then they pay for the buns. 
but I don't think everybody should pay for the buns, right? I'm just imagining trying to eat a steak with hamburger buns. It's like you cut out the the piece of meat and then just put it on the hamburger bun and yeah, try like to you, go to town on that thing. It's like converting this gorgeous fountain pen into a ballpoint pen, mm-hmm. right? I can't imagine that. I'm not doing it. I'm sorry. So I also have on my desk some other pens that are very – like I was gushing about that I still am. Was there, was there any other uh, hmm? were there any other events going on that you, that you alluded to before? Were the two things about Fountain Hospital and the Paniter store thing that was the only two that you knew? Yeah, those were the only two events that I know. Of. Oh, They're okay. all Dante Del Vecchio related. I got you. But this pen here, this is the oh, one. Oh, dude! I was by the way, about. that was that was the popular one that people using the your referral link. That was that was the one they were coming to. Was that that ginger? Oh really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. I think right now at the moment, uh, Gold Spot sold out of the ginger. So oh, this this pen here, the ginger. Oh my goodness, gosh, one hundred and forty nine dollars. This thing blows me away. You can't get it anymore because they're sold out. But well, I mean, it's it'll come back into stock, but just right now at the moment. Yeah, but I I need people to see this. This thing is just so gorgeous. It's the cracked acrylic in this color because listen <laughs> the, if i hold up a pe- color yeah but if i hold up a piece of ginger it doesn't look anything like this you no, know what a I mean? ginger like a ginger root kind of looks really gross and yeah you know, beige-y it, it and, almost yeah. looks like a person right so mm-hmm. anyway this is this is the pen it obviously has the cartridge converter but it's just so beefy like there's nothing flimsy about this pen right and it's just such a solid pen. It's gorgeous. I know we covered this last week, but I didn't. Well, I wasn't able to give you the visual of it last week. Now I can give you the visual. And mm-hmm. what I love about it so much is just it's a solid pen. All these pens right here, like the these Italian brands, they make such solid pens with such high tolerances. Gorgeous. And it, it's not a vintage pen. It kind of, I guess, has the Schaefer balance look to it with the right. pointed tips with and the, stuff like that. Right. But right now, I guess because of what you were talking about with the the value of the money exchange and stuff like that, you're able to sell this pen at 150 bucks. And as much as I love Esterbrook, comparatively, an Esterbrook pen is $200, right? The Leonardo is made in Italy with Italian acrylic. The Esterbrooks are made with, you know, stock commercial acrylics. With Yovo nibs, same thing, cartridge converter. They're very good pens, but they don't feel as solid for sure as the as the Leonardo. And I think what Leonardo is able to do is fantastic. They're able to provide this level of quality at a lower price yeah. with better acrylics. You know what I mean? And yeah, absolutely. It's just and that's for right now because right the currency exchange could change and then suddenly. The price goes up more than the Esterbrook, and then the Esterbrook will be more bang for your buck. You know what I mean? Yeah, but for now, it seems relatively stable at that near parity mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, another brand that is still in the process of changing pricing is, that, that we're able to be more competitive on is uh, Scribo as well. Oh, okay. So, so that, that – and but that's a big one because you're talking a significant change that – you could get now a feel, a Scribo feel for about 600. 
mm. with the but not not including the because they have the triple broad and the stub which are premium nib options that they charge a little bit extra for but mm-hmm. for let's say a 14 carat with the flex is at 600 is is a, a piston filler and everything with gorgeous acrylics that's you know i i think it's like one it, it's it was a good value before i mean it is pricey but now it even becomes more exceptional because you're getting sure. omas writing style uh in a either 18k or a 14k nib with ebonite feed and a piston filler with gorgeous italian acrylic and it's yeah the pricing is 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 now much better but that's like you said i don't know it could all of a sudden markets could change in a few months and then we're looking at the euro being 20 percent higher again mm-hmm. and then they have to revisit the pricing again sure. because it, because since um both leonardo and scribo they don't deal with distributors so it's more or less you have to roll with the exchange rates you don't have that intermediary of the uh distributor to kind of offset it or at least like kind of have a uh you know, a phasing in and out of inventory where they have inventory here in the United States for a while and they don't have to like roll with the exchange rates so much. So you'd see like a price increase every so often, mm-hmm. but with, with direct distribution where you're just getting it directly from the manufacturer, stuff like this could make a big impact on pricing, which is okay. a great benefit, especially at this point when exchange rates are more favorable. Sure. Sure. Now the, pen that I held up, the Leonardo Fiorora, is $149, and that price is insane for what it is. Does that also apply to Memento Zeros? Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, uh, like, the standard cartridge converter, Memento Zero, or mm-hmm. the Fiorora, um, the ones that are generally, like, you know, about $200 retail, um, those had come down significantly. And then also, what's been really popular lately are the new Memento Zero 2.0s with the ink window. Ooh. And those are about, with, with the discount, I think they're a little bit over the $200 mark. So maybe like 230 or so for a steel okay. nib. Okay. And they've got this new, they, it's a still Yovo nib, but they, they have the Fenice nib, which is kind of like has like a phoenix sort of design mm. with with a radiant sort of stamp that they do on it it's mm-hmm. really nice looking it's still a yovo nib so you still get that performance right out of the box and uh and it's just it, there there's some they just pick some really fantastic colors to make their pens out of yeah those, those yeah acrylics. i i really am becoming more and more of a leonardo fanboy now i want to point out an example of what i'm talking about when it comes to what leonardo is doing direct to customer versus through distributors. Now, this is in no way knocking a distributor, any distributors, because I think they're highly essential in the industry. But this is your standard Leonardo Momento Zero, okay? And this is, this one happens to be a Pen Chalet exclusive, but this is, forgetting about the exclusivity, I'm just talking about the design, the acrylic, right? This right now runs, not this pen in particular, but pens in the series, the Momento Zero, what do they run at, 149 also? Yeah, I was just looking that up now so I could get you some okay. facts. Yeah. So let's, let's talk facts. Let's talk F-A-X. facts. FAX. So that's like the seaweed type of design. Yeah. You want to share the screen so everybody can see what you're looking at? Oh man, seaweed's actually sold out right now too. Dang. I I did I, I did pass by the uh the shelves and I was like, it's it's really thinning out. So more stuff has to come mm-hmm. into stock. I see what you're doing uh, there. Seaweed thinning out. Because seaweed is thin, no, thin, no. I think I think it worked. I think it worked. I don't think so. Let's see. So the seaweed. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, so it is, so, it is 149.95. So let's just take a look at all these colors. Everything. Like, look at everything is out. Dang. Wow. Um, but yeah, so you can actually see all the different styles, the other styles of Memento Zero, and yeah, they're they're. That's a lot of stuff that's sold out. So right this now. is what I'm talking about. You're looking at a MSRP of 199, but after your discounts and all that stuff, it's 149. That's 150. Oh, that's beautiful. 150 dollars. Look at that. That's the Positano color. I love that. Yeah, love it a lot. That's an excellent looking pen. Now, that's excellent. So 149. I want everybody to. Take a mental note of the Leonardo Momento Zero standard fountain pen. The one in Mango looks great. Mm -hmm. Can you just show a picture real quick of the whole pen capped, not uncapped? So look at that. It's got the pointed top. It's just really gorgeous pen. Now, I want you to find for me online also the Mayora Adventus in any color. All right, and let's compare the pricing now on this. Now, keeping in mind, they're both very similar in terms of pedigree, but with Leonardo, we're talking direct to sale, direct to customer sales by the manufacturer. All right, I might I might be eating words in about five seconds. <laughs> I might be eating words like, okay. So, if you look at the Aventus, that's also a gorgeous pen, also made in Italy. Similar design, but I'm going to, once we stop looking at the screen, I'm going to show you the differences. Now, right now, for anybody watching, we're on gouletpens.com. We're looking at the Mayora Adventus fountain pen in deep purple. Now, these are also Italian acrylic fountain pens made in Italy. High-quality pens, same pedigree, cartridge converter. They're I, not identical, but they're extremely similar in that the end cap unscrews. You can fill the custom converter with the metal knob through the back end, or you can unscrew the section and fill it that way. They both have similar designs to the Delta pens back in the day. Mm -hmm. So Salvatore and Nino, they kind of had the same concept, right? Okay. L slight differences in terms of, you know, section, slight differences in terms of girth, size, height, things like that. But concept is pretty much the same. But if you look at the MSRP, even though this pen is on sale for 147, the reason why I brought this up is because when this pen before it went on sale, the MSRP was $245. But after your standard discount, what it was selling for was I think 196. 20%, 196. So the difference is about 50 bucks. Okay? Now there's several ways you can justify that. One of the main ways is understand that Mayora goes through distribution through Yaffa brands, whereas Leonardo does not, and there's the savings. Now, in the case of what I'm looking at on GouletPens.com, the Mayoras are 147, so now we're still talking 150, but that's also because of a significant discount. We're talking discount to the point where Goulet is probably not making money on the pen, right? Almost, it could be, maybe. or maybe they are getting them at a cheaper price, possibly from Yaffa, as like a certain, let's say, overstock purchase or close out sort right, of thing. Right. Could be something like that. But, but my it's, point it's, is, my point is, it's more than likely not one forty-seven regularly. You know what I mean? It's right. going to be one ninety-six typically, because I remember it seeing being more than one hundred and forty-seven bucks. I remember it being closer to two hundred. 
Yeah. Right? Typically, whenever you have uh, most of the pen brands work the same way, where uh, you, you look at Lamy, Aurora, Montegrappa, whatever, uh, Visconti, as well, is that is that usually your street price is twenty percent lower than the MSRP. Right. So the MSRP being two forty five, your street price would be. 48 bucks less so about 196 198 around there right right so now let's just say that is the price i mean here again it's 147 i say jump on this on goulet pens as soon as you can because i personally love the Miura adventus you should definitely check it out and 147 dollars is a steal just like the leonardo's being 150 bucks is a steal so let's say it was 196 dollars right that difference is because of the distribution, which, like I said, distributors are necessary because sometimes without distributors, these pens wouldn't even make it overseas to the States. That's why I think what Leonardo is doing is so commendable. He's able to do the job of being a pen maker and the distributor. So he's mm -hmm. got a full plate and he's doing it well. Yeah. That's what I really appreciate. And what now, I think what I think really comes down to is the fact that you're able to leverage technology in a way that you couldn't do previously. Yeah, that's like that's a huge being able game to reach a, a a massive worldwide audience through social media, mm -hmm. uh, through email communications, and then all this stuff is translatable through Google Translate. Even if you don't have the greatest handle on you know, communicating in in a different foreign language you could always use Google Translate to at least get the gist of what's being said and then send a message back. And then the person on the other end could use Google Translate to translate it back. And you could kind of get some sort of conversation going mm -hmm. and things like that. So it's it, it, it truly does make it a lot easier. And it, I mean, in those cases, in case of Leonardo, case of uh, Scribo, uh, even Opus 88, too, is another one that direct to they don't have a distributor, mm. but they have been able to leverage technology and leverage the, the Internet to make it so that they could be able to send these pens affordably out and then not have to incur that extra step of a distributor to, you know, that that would increase the cost to the end consumer. Are you saying that because of social media and technology and everything that we have available in our phones and computers are you saying that it's in a way this might sound harsh making the role of distributor less relevant absolutely because i mean some of them some of them i'm not going to name names but some of them are just order takers that's all that they do they are they fulfill the 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 requests of their customer they're not it's not like how it used to be back in the days where you have distributors walking up to different accounts and then pitching lines of product and then trying to sell store after store because it's really consolidated especially fine writing has been consolidated to you know a few online stores even fewer brick and mortar stores and you know like if if you don't know about something that's out in the market then you know, chances are a distributor is not going to enlighten you or, or, or put in the extra work to make more people aware of it because it's already out there. It's, mm. it's all out there on the internet. It's out there on social media. That's how I had found Leonardo in the first place was finding them on Instagram. Right. I'd seen beautiful pictures of Leonardo pens on Instagram. I'd see people, other people sharing pens that they were buying from Leonardo. I'd started to hear the, the rumblings 
you know, I started to put, I put, always put my ear to the ground. I'm like, I'm like, what's going on? Like, it seems like this is being really popular. Are, are these pens any good? And people start raving about them. So it just, you just understood that that was, it was a good quality product and it just looked fantastic and there was support behind it. So naturally it was like, oh, well, we got to try this out. So, I mean, that's discovery is happening a lot more now mm -hmm. on the internet so it's so you don't need you're saying, somebody to you're show you're saying it to you. most likely most be due to the fact that discovery and information is so readily available at the consumer level right then especially for retailers that kind of research and knowledge can be so easily attained you don't need an intermediary like a distributor to get that information for you yeah, I mean, even some brands choose not to even have a retailer as their intermediary between the consumer and themselves. Do you mean that, like, what do you mean, a retailer? Like Franklin Kristoff. Oh, Franklin Kristoff oh. does sell limited runs to certain brands, like Goldspot had had a couple uh, of, of limited runs. I think Goulet also did, yeah. Vanessa does a few, but they don't need it. They, mm. they, they deal directly to consumer level and they do a fantastic job of it. They mm -hmm. are they are marketers that are able to sell on social media. They sell directly at pen shows. They built such a following. Same with Shown Design too. Mm -hmm. He built such a great following of the product that there is there is really no need for an intermediary retailer. They just deal directly with the customers themselves and and are able to then because when you're dealing with let's say a retailer or a distributor, you have to sell it to these different levels of within the organization chain at a significant discount. So then they can make money on the sale. Mm -hmm. So if you're then competing as like a, a manufacturer, like Frank and Christoph or shown design, if you're selling the same fountain pen at $150 and you're going to sell it directly to a customer, you make the full one, one fifty minus, you know, fees or, or whatever, uh, credit card charge fees, shipping fees, whatever. But if you're selling it to a distributor, you're going to have to end up selling that same pen that you would have made $150 on for probably about $35 if you're working through a distributor. And then if you're selling it directly to a retailer, then you'd probably have to sell it for $75, you know, just, just to kind of give you just basic, you know, a basic idea of like how it might work out mathematically. So wouldn't you as a, as a business owner or as a manufacturer, wouldn't you want to make that full $150 rather than just making 75 or 37.50, you know, on mm -hmm. that same item that you would have sold. And all it really takes is just a little bit. Uh, I mean, I say a little bit cause I'm just kind of used to it as my, as my job, but that, that outreach of being out there online, sending free products to influencers, sending, you know, people you review on YouTube, having a website store set up, getting people signed up to, you know, follow you on social media or on through a newsletter. It, it is all possible leveraging technology and the internet to be able to do that these days. So then why would a pen manufacturer go through a distributor? And then why would a, go, a pen manufacturer, if they choose to skip the distributor, go through a retailer and not mm -hmm. straight to the end user? And why would they take these steps knowing that it's making taking a loss? Like, like for example, Leonardo. Mm -hmm. Why does he go through Goldspot? Why does he go through Penn Chalet? Why does he go through all these people if he can just sell directly to the customers? Well, it depends on whether or not you're shipping 
infrastructure your 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 company is suited for con end consumer sales because if you're not if you're not set up properly to be able to ship out for example at at gold spot now this is the biggest and most you know high volume time of the year where shipping out hundreds upon hundreds uh, of orders a day and you have to be able to handle that volume because mm -hmm. if you're if you're dealing with end consumers you got to be able to ship out just one pen to somebody when you're dealing with a distributor if you're sell selling to let's say an international market of which you have no idea how you could market to direct retailers or to customers directly there because it's a completely different language different government structure different you know different let's say tariffs and stuff customs duties whatever it would be easier to send to a distributor first and then that way you ship all of the pens there so instead of sending one pen here one pen there one pen here you're sending all of them to the one distributor in the one country and just dealing with one customs duties thing that you have to go through over the border and then they deal with dispersing it out locally in their own country okay. which would be a lot easier that way I, I understand why a manufacturer would choose to go through a distributor my question was why would they choose why would they choose to go through a retailer minus the distributor right so like there were actually two questions why would someone choose to go through a retailer if they skip a distributor mm -hmm. right which you answered like leonardo but what if but what if they like in the case of leonardo's instead of having a distributor here just send directly to the retailers right why would he choose to do that what which you answered why would he choose to send directly to retailers instead of just straight to the customers i guess because salvatore doesn't have the ability to send to every individual customer in the u.s it's better to have I, which I, they do though they actually do have a website set up for themselves mm -hmm. i have seen them sell gorgeous gorgeous one-off pens some ebonite celluloid type pens that i'm just like mm, I, I i browse their website too uh, but this is stuff that's not available to retail. It's something that's just available directly on LeonardoPen.com. Mm. But originally, they did not have the website set up. So they so it would be like Leonardo Pen did not exist for a while, and then it did, and you would actually be able to order pens on there. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, it, it, what exactly what I was saying is like, let's say a U.S. customer wants to buy Leonardo Pens. They would have to purchase them directly from LeonardoPen.com, and then would have to deal with the headaches of international shipping, the time it would take, the customs, the duties, the, the possible delays, even even with like the, the, the Toxic Substance Control Act uh, form things that happen when you send ink, the, the government wants to know, is this toxic or not? And sometimes that holds up a order, holds up a shipment. Sometimes shipments get returned because the person didn't fill it out or that they didn't mm. get the paperwork right. It's that right. kind of stuff that it just makes it a lot more it makes it harder to have to deal with things internationally. So instead of dealing with a the distributor, they want to send it to retailers because that extra step of the distributorship is going to cause that price to go up, undoubtedly. Right. So, so from Leonardo's perspective, if I'm Salvatore, I would think to myself, I can handle selling to hundreds, hundreds of retailers in bulk, but I can't handle selling to thousands upon thousands of individuals right right but at the same yeah. time he's also saying i don't want to go through a distributor because i can handle not having a distributor i just can't handle not having a retailer is that right does that make right. sense because it just would be too much 
too many individuals, you know, to, directly to, and and it also be cost prohibitive too, mm -hmm. uh, because you're shipping out all individual pens to people in the United States or in Europe and whatnot, and it, crossing borders and stuff, and it just, it it's not as cost effective as just putting everything together in one DHL shipment, hundreds of pens, shipping it out to one retailer or to however many networked retailers there are in one country and then having them ship locally within their own markets, mm -hmm. you know, then within their own country. And then that way, all those customs duties, things, the forms, the paperwork and stuff that does not have to be an issue that you, you could order a pen, you could order Leonardo pen in the United States and then be able to get it like two days later and not have to deal with any customs. Duties. Sure. Sure. I see. I mean, that makes total sense, you know? It totally yeah. does. But going back to the Mayora Aventus, which I love. And remember, we were talking about the Leonardo Momento Zero. And we were drawing comparisons with them because they're very similar in design and concept. Now, these are both standards. This one typically costs the $200. And the, the let me just say it again because some people aren't watching. The Mayora costs typically 200 And then the Leonardo Momento Zero typically costs 150 now. But on Goulet pens, the Mayora now is 150 and so is the Leonardo at any other website because Goulet doesn't sell Leonardo's. But I do see what you were saying in terms of similar design. But compare these two pens if you're looking at them. Mm -hmm. Yes, they have similar features. But as you can tell, looking at these two pens, they're drastically different, are they not? Oh, I could tell a difference for sure, but would a... Uh, a novice, you know, pen enthusiast, be able to look at them really quick and be like, "Hey, that's." I, I could tell they're they're very different. They they look very similar. Right, they look very similar, but they're also very different in that. I think someone who's a novice pen enthusiast would be able to tell the difference straight off the bat. The very first thing that comes to mind is the total girth, length, mm -hmm. and size of the Aventus by Mayora is larger. It's just larger. It's just beefier, larger, it's more massive than the Leonardo Momento Zero. The Momento right. Zero, when it comes to size, pales in comparison. And then also, if you take a look at center band situation here, the Leonardo has three simple ring center bands, and then one ring center band on the barrel, whereas the Adventus by Mayora has one solid decorated center band, and then one down on the barrel. Otherwise, they're identical in terms of design, except that the Leonardo is more slim and more streamlined. Whereas the Aventus is girthier, it has a thicker midsection. Right. And the section of the pen is extremely different in that the Aventus has this concave shape, whereas the Leonardo has more of like a beer bottle shape. Now, That's all a good these... way of putting it. I, I, you know, I always kind of struggle to describe what that shape was. It's kind of tapers, but like as a, sh but that's exactly what it is. It's it's like the neck of a beer bottle. Yeah, the neck of a beer bottle, beer bottle shape. Yeah. I've been saying that for years. How have you not picked up on that? I don't know. You just don't pay attention to me. But, <laughs> but yeah, like I said, I know that you th you think that they're very similar, mm -hmm. right? And I'm pretty sure, and I can't speak for Brian Goulet, the reason he doesn't pick up Leonardo is because it's too similar to the Mayora and the Deltas that he had in the past, and he has a relationship with the Alpha brand, so he's not going to pick up Leonardo's 
for that reason, right? And then you, oh, on I the other hand, to that. I can't. I'm guessing that I can't guarantee that he never said that. I'm just guessing. It is my opinion. I could be completely wrong. Brian Goulet never said that. I am not quoting him. Wild I'm conjecture. You're getting. It's you're just, getting a, I'm a just sternly worded email. Right, I'm just talking. You no, know, he. Brian's a cool dude. He's not going to be pissed at me for making a, a guess. But I think I'm right. I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, mm-hmm. I'll totally admit it. I'm first of all admitting that I'm probably. I'm completely and totally guessing. So anyway, I don't want anybody to misinterpret what I said to say that that's what Brian Goulet was saying. He never said that to me. But this is what I'm guessing. Now, I'm also guessing on from your perspective, you are a big fan of Leonardo, and because they are similar, that's why you're not getting the Mayora. Um, am I guessing right? Well, like I said, I'm not the ultimate person who makes all those decisions, but one of the one of the things that... One of the things that is talked about often is whether the pens are distinctive enough to carry their own weight. Mm-hmm. And Tibaldi is another one where the Tibaldi was tried. The Tibaldi N60, yeah, um, that was brought in, was not successful. It wasn't. Not in I the love least. that pen. No, not in the least because about... it was it was more expensive than a Leonardo, but it had an ebonite feed. But it's just it's just they are very very similar to what is already being out carried out there what and, was the tibaldi yeah, similar with it's it's it looks like a memento zero too it's just the N60? You know, with the, hold on. yeah hold on it also they also look very similar too that sounds They're, like hogwash because if you look at these two pens they totally don't look anything alike this is the okay, tibaldi it, n60 this is the memento okay. zero nothing alike if if you're telling me this looks like a memento zero if you're telling me this Tabaldi looks like a movement to zero, I need you to get your eyes checked forthwith. <laughs> how how are these similar in any way, shape, or form? All right, well, pointy ends for one, right? Yeah, but these are finials. They're, these are actually separate pieces that are finials. All right, they're they're jewel finials. I will give you that. But the thing is, like I'm saying, I know we see details when it comes to pens, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times. When people are looking up pens and they're looking to add to their collection, they're looking to buy something new, exciting, and different, they're looking at the overall pedigree of the pen. They're looking at, like, okay, what is it made out of, and what does it look like, and then what kind of nib is on it. And if they're all going to be very, very similar with each other, you're going to have a hard time trying to sell or try to convince anybody on trying to get something that's very similar for even more money. Right. I hear you. I hear you that the Tabaldi is more money for an acrylic pen when you can mm-hmm. get another one. Like, that's what I was... Italian that's exa- acrylic. Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying. Like, that's why that's, the Monte Grappa is, 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 is struggling for that reason, too, yeah, I feel. Yeah, it's, I mean... It's that it, there, there's a certain cachet of, of you know, uh, that, that it has as a brand, mm-hmm. but the thing is, is if you just compare apples to apples, say Italian acrylic pen, Yovo stainless steel nib, Monte Grappa is four hundred fifty dollars. Right, Leonardo and the other ones are like two hundred. Yeah, you know one fifty. I can, but like I was saying, I can totally get with you on the fact that yes, the Tibaldi is priced higher than the Leonardo for something that is the same pedigree. But if you're telling me that these two look the same, I'm gonna have to slap you, right? Because yes. these totally do not Bring look it. the same. Bring it right here. <laughs> these don't look the <laughs> same in the least bit, right? First of all, you have a unified this cap on the Leonardo is a single acrylic piece, right? Other than the little rings in the center band. Mm. This here is a jeweled, this here in the Tibaldi is a jeweled finial with a metal stepped design. 
right? Clips mm-hmm. are entirely different. The clip on the Leonardo has a wheel, and the clip on the Tibaldi is just like a single piece, no wheel, right? The Leonardo, just like pretty much all, the Mayora pens and a lot of pens, has a removable end cap that exposes the end of the custom converter, okay? The Tibaldi does not have that, okay? So I get where I 100% with you that like, okay, maybe the Tibaldi didn't do well because for what it is, it is priced too high relative to pens with the, the same pedigree. And when I say the same pedigree, I mean cartridge converter acrylic Italian pens, right? Right. But they do not look the same. They do not look similar. I need you to admit that. All right, I I guess yeah, I'll cave in on this one. Yeah, I'll let you I'll let you win this. Argument. These two they don't, they these, don't look that similar. These two similar these two look very similar. The Mayora and the Momento Zero. The design is just it's the difference between a uh, Lexus RX three hundred and a Lexus NX three hundred. You know what I mean? One's just bigger and beefier, and fatter, mm-hmm. but otherwise yes, they're similar. I can totally say that. I think. Oh, that I want they're... to bring up a movie thing if Go I ahead. can. Really Let's hear quick. it. So one of the things that we were saying about like, oh, what, what does this pen look like? Or so it just got me thinking about, I was watching a, a Christmas, Christmas story. story. Christmas. I saw your story. You saw that, yeah. you saw that story. So at the very, cause you know that the character Ralphie in the original Christmas story, his obsession was the Red Rider BB gun yes. that he wanted for Christmas. Yes. So in this movie, he's an adult. I don't want to spoil plot points. Have you seen it already? No, I haven't. I'm not going to. Uh, all right. So I don't want to spoil plot points, but the part that I shared on the Ink Journal Instagram stories was when uh, Ralphie, as an adult, is opening up a gift for Christmas. Okay. And it happens to be a fountain pen. And you just see it for a split second. I'm sitting there with my with my in-laws and, and my brother-in-law, his family, and stuff like that. They're all like, Tom, what pen is that? Well, so like... I saw the Instagram <laughs> post that you put up where he pulls mm-hmm. out the pen from the clamshell box. It has a gold yes. cap and a black barrel. It didn't look like a fountain pen to me, though. Well, that's the thing is that how are we – this is the 70s, right? So – how are you assuming that that is a fountain pen? Is I'm wondering. You know, it's like you would make Did, an assumption. I, I, am I remembering wrong? Didn't they say, "Oh, it's a fountain pen" in the movie? Yes, they did. But right. the thing is, he pulls it out of the box. He had not removed the cap yet. How would you know it's a fountain pen for sure? So, what are you saying that Ralphie was wrong? No, I'm just saying I don't. You know, it's, it's just weird that they would automatically assume that it was a fountain pen. That well, they wait didn't a minute, look are, at who's it. they? Are you talking about Ralphie? The, assuming yeah, that it was well, a fountain they, pen, or, or when us? They, when they pull it out, it's like, oh, look, it's a fountain pen, and they take it out of the box. They didn't take the the cap off. How would you know it's a fountain pen? Well, us, the viewer, would know it's a fountain pen because Ralphie or somebody says it's a fountain pen. Are you right, saying that's the only way? I, I, I be, but like, how does the characters? How do the characters know? Oh, the, I see what you're saying. So how do the fake characters in the movie know that it was a fountain pen when they pulled it out of the box? My my suspicion, though, because I, I saw it for a brief second, and just from looking at the outline of it, I'm like, kind of seems like a cross Townsend, and it would make sense, mm-hmm. being that that was one of the more you know popular brands of the time. Yeah. You know, like... Possibly, and they were. I think they were at that point still made in the USA. I don't think they had gone into as, as I know that they made them in the USA for a while. Yeah, I, I think that it was. Uh, hold on a second. I I only watched your little reel really quickly, so I can't remember 
I don't I don't think that it, to me it didn't seem how come how come I can't see your story uh, maybe because it it died already it expired four hours it, oh. it might have expired already all right so I'm thinking I thought it was like a Parker so you if know? you are if you are into watching as I mean Christmas story it's it's gonna be on 24 hours the original one uh, you know on Christmas Eve uh, a lot of people find that as like one of the like must watch Christmas movies mm. so if you are intending on watching that movie it's on hbo max currently it is real. i i liked it you know mm-hmm. and i'm very i'm not the most like lovable type of person when it comes to christmas movies i like some others i'm just like this is trash so mm-hmm. i this is just bad movie making and just pandering and things like that but I really like this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I liked the fact that they brought back the characters, especially when it comes to reboots. I kind of think that reboots kind of try to be really cringy or whatever. Yeah, I hear you. Well, it's not technically a reboot anyway. It's more like a very, like it's like an old sequel. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, but I, I thought it was it was pretty well done. I enjoyed it. Yeah, and, uh, and it might... had the it had a fountain pen in it, so I can't I can't argue. But we don't know that because when I looked at it, it didn't look like it looked like a ballpoint pen. It looked like a ballpoint pen, and in the movie, it's a fountain pen because they say it is. So yes. we're supposed to believe that. But when I looked at your reel, I don't recall thinking that's that's not a that's a ballpoint pen. It just looked like a, a pen with a metal cap, like a gold metal cap, and a and a black barrel. Uh, and it just was I, he he was just taking it out of the box, and it just cut away. Yeah. So, so oh, so that's when they cut away, or is that when you cut the reel? That because I no, thought, that's when they cut away. Oh, that's, they cut away at the same exact point. Oh, so. okay. So that I thought you were cutting it sooner than it was just to like tease people, but no, that was no, how they no, did it in no. the movie. No, I, okay. I wish I could have just gotten a still of that. I I recorded it on my phone just so that I could actually pause it. Because I watching on HBO Max, like it doesn't really it doesn't have good playback controls where you could kind of fine tune where you're pausing and then go back a few frames and things like that. It doesn't work mm, very well. I see. So I kinda had to just record it on my phone and then do the scrubbing to see exactly I really get technical about this stuff. It was very nerdy of me to That's do, good but, though. That's yeah. what makes you like that's what I love about you. You're very technical yeah. and nerdy with stuff, you know? I, I love I love it whenever there is a pen on any movie or I feel TV you, man. show. I feel you. I'm just like, what is that? Yeah, I totally get you. But listen, it's time to wrap this up. I really got to take a leak, and I don't think I should go on on the show because I'm just going to come back just to say bye. So just, let's just, just do it in a bottle or in a can. Right, do it in the seltzer right. can. I had. I'm going to take another sip, even though I have to really pee. Oh boy, now it's over. Right. Better wrap this up quick. Yeah, but <laughs> reach out to us, pentertainmentpodcast@gmail.com, and give us your thoughts and opinions on the discussion we had today and regarding anything that we talked about. I'd love to hear from you. So also, I want to know if you're going to the city this weekend to see Dante Del Vecchio, be it at the Christmas tree lighting on Wednesday the 30th or Fountain Pen Hospital the 1st, 2nd, or 3rd. I hope you guys make a turnout for that. It's going to be really awesome. My friend Ken Jones from Yaffa Brands and Neve is going to be there as well. It's going to be nice. Cool. It's going to be good to see them. I hope I can make it out there. But I'm definitely not making it out to the Christmas tree lighting Paniter event. It's just too too chaotic. It's not my thing, and I've seen it enough times. So, But if you are, let me know how it goes. So once again, thanks for joining us. I love you guys. Be well. Be safe. Stay inky.